welcome to another episode of War Dice. I'm Gonzo. And I'm John from War Budgies. That's right, you are from War Budgies. And um, we I actually have to joke about something real quick. So on More Than Dice, the thing, the podcast I do every Sunday, um, my other co-host is named John. And <laughs> I put, John was talking about War Dice in the last episode. And when I did that, someone messaged me and goes, that's not John from your channel. And I'm like, no, that's a different John. I'm sorry if you were expecting John Spencer from the podcast, from one of the yep. podcasts to be on there. And they were like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know. You have to put up with me instead. Yeah, to put up with him instead. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just kind of interesting. So I got to make sure that whenever I put everything in there now that I'm putting, you know, you know, John Warbudgies, John type thing. Yeah. Um, but this is episode five. Um, we um, had a little break. Um, real life got in the way, so we're making up time doing our AC episode, which I heard is a um, quite requested video mm -hmm. from us. Um, and I'm going to say that um, AC was originally my first pick when I was wanting to play Warcaster, but a friend of mine picked AC, and so I went with ISA. And after building the list that I built, I think I'm going to buy this list. It, they are a fun faction. Yeah, and I also see. frustrating in their own way. Yeah, there's so much fuckery going on with them. i just like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so, um, but before we get started, um, something's coming up in like three weeks. John, what is coming up in three weeks? Has it three weeks already? Yeah, Good we Lord. only have like 22 days, I think. Yeah, something like that. So we're coming up on Warfare Weekend. It's the big event in St. Louis every year. Was it November, was it the 3rd it starts? Yes. Yeah, 3rd through the 6th, I believe, out in St. Louis. It is all sorts of fun. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going along. Yours truly is handling the Warcaster this year to include the championship and a big narrative battle that's going to decide the fate of part of Jericho Reach at the end of all this. Also handling the scrambles. Um, you will yep. have an entire row of tables for you to play on. Um, we definitely have a lot of cool terrain this year. We worked really hard. Um, I put together like most of the terrain and then did the core painting. And then my detail crew, uh, Erica and Mizzy detailed and dry brushed and got everything else ready and, you know, did everything. Um, uh, we're going to have terrain from, um, oh my gosh, death ray design. Yep. It has got some terrain, and then we also got the terrain from... Uh, Tinker Turf. Tinker Turf, yes. Sorry. Brain is still a little fried. <laughs> um, and so we have a lot of terrain for that, and so it would be really neat so you can play on some really good tables. Uh, and also, we built some stuff, and we had stuff last year from Tinker Turf. So we'll have some really cool stuff to go around. Um We'll have some cool door prizes. I do have the trophy for Warcaster mm. and uh, for the championship, and um, might show this off later. But I, it is a the um, ISA shield and the ISA sword from the Warjack. Nice, um, super sized. It's about ten inches tall, and it'll be put on a plaque that is being done by one of our sponsors and vendors, Jacob Jansen. Mm. Um, he, uh, created a plaque for it. It's not going to be glued on there, uh, but you can set it on there. And if you want to glue it, you can, uh, cause it's going to have the big logo on it, but it'll be nice and see, but it's like bright, you know, metallic gold with a little bit of pop of color in there just to, you know, make it stand out. Nice. So, and that'll be the champion trophy. So other than that, 
Um, we hope that you come out. If you have any questions, reach out. Um, come out and play games. You can play as many games. One of the things that we do at Warfare Weekend is you buy a badge and you can play everything. You don't have to buy a badge and a ticket. You just buy a badge and you want to play a few rounds of Warcaster and then go play Riot Quest or Monpok or you know War Machine or any other of the games there. You're more than welcome to. And spoiler, you want to play Riot Quest. <laughs> uh, I just just so fun. Uh, one of uh, the person that's building the trophy for the Wyatt Crest tournament just messaged me yesterday and goes, "How big do I need to make this?" And I went, "Yeah." <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> um, and it's going to be um, to give a little spoiler on that. The trophy for Riot Quest is going to be a hand wooden uh, trophy that looks like a treasure chest. Perfect. So it'll be something. It kind of fits Riot Quest and all that good stuff. So it'll be fun. Yep. And the raiding and the looting and all that. Yep. So let's go ahead and get into the business of AC, which everybody calls it AC, but it's actually, what is their full name? Full name is the Eternus Continuum. And if I'm mispronouncing that, I don't care. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things we talked about was right before we got started. is like, do you know how to pronounce all this stuff? Hell no. No, not a clue. (laughs) But I'm going to do it anyways. Not a clue, but we'll do it. I'm from Tennessee. I don't pronounce things right anyways. Well, um, so um, I want to talk about the aesthetic of this before we get into the fluff, because somebody told me that they consider these guys space pirates, and the way <laughs> they dress is like, you know, they're wearing trench coats and, you know, helms, and everything's like really dark and mysterious, especially with the privateer press painted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the black and the red type uh, motif. And I really dig the aesthetic of this army a Absolutely. lot. Um, one of the coolest looking jacks. Um, some of the coolest looking solos. Some of the weirdest looking solos, too. Um, True. It kind of breaks the norm in, like, I kind of want to call them goth pirates. <laughs> so, um, but... You're the fluff, man. What's the cool stuff on this? Well, the fun part for me is when I'm introducing someone to a demo game, I typically bring just a starter set from each of the three first factions. Mm -hmm. And I get to explain to them, this is the ISA, they're like the Empire. These are the Marshals, they're like the Rebels. And they're like, cool, who are these guys? Well, this is the murder cult. (laughs) And every, every reaction I get is just pure gold from that. But that's essentially what they are. So the Eternus Continuum is the, the last of the three factions of humanity that we're covering. And whereas the ISA figured out that they're going to preserve humanity through order and the marchers decided to preserve humanity through independence, the AC has decided to preserve humanity through immortality. They are on, they, they have this whole religion and temples and cult and hierarchy set up all the way from their leaders down to the vassals, your lowly scum at the bottom, but they are all in pursuit of immortality. And you can see that in the models a lot because they'll replace a lot of their limbs with mechanical appendages. Yep. So if you look at just your standard squad of raiders, there's random mechanical hands and legs and all sorts of stuff all the way up to the marauder. The marauder's encased in this, like, almost a set of power armor that's going on. Yep. Um, I'm not going to try to visually describe what the Divine Tempest looks like, but go Google Warcaster <laughs> Divine Tempest. You'll get what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's uh, the uh, Cadre box introduced some pretty interesting new models that, you know, or you're just like, what? What the hell is this? Yeah, 
but as a result, they can go in this really kind of exotic, weird. I mean, there's cloaks and hoods, and it just looks like a secret faction overall. And they play like that. They they can't go toe to toe with anybody, but the amount of shenanigans in the stupid army. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Yeah, which you know. Getting a full look at it and, you know, building and going through it, I was like, damn, I really like this. This is going to be fun. Uh, I want to play this. I think I'm going to buy my list. I, I usually introduce them to people as the shenanigans faction. So the ISA is the all-rounders, marchers, the range faction. These guys are the shenanigans faction. They've got cool tricks that can take a while to learn how to use them properly. But once you do, you can frustrate the crap out of your opponent in oh, yeah. really fun ways. So let's go ahead and get to the nitty gritty on this. Right. On. Um, so of course the cadre. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go ahead and address the giant psychotic cybernetic elephant in the room. Gonzo <laughs> took two cadres. You lunatic. Uh, I had to. Okay. So I took two of them um, because something that people understand the AC is like a very average to low stat. Yes. Uh, compared to a lot of other factions. Um, jacks aren't like really heavily armored and it's harder to get them, you know, armored up. Uh, the troops are kind of base stats a little bit here and there, but it was like the best thing for me to do is take two cadres uh, and just go nuts with them. Yeah. And I'll um, admit the cadres, the cadres for this faction are astounding. Yes. Um, so like the base troops, um, the talons. One. Yes. Cool looking models, um, neat looking models, but they're a unit that has an arc relay. Mm -hmm. Sure, it's only eight inches, but they're speed seven. Yeah, and they want to be up in your face, anyways. Yes. Um, and what's funny is they the one thing that I have to say that this energy this army has to synergize with each other to do the fuckery. Yes, that's where the shenanigans start, is knowing what works with what. Yes, because the Di Divine Tempest, you know, if it ends its activation within 10 inches of this, the unit is charged. And, you know, well, the unit is charged, and you do not place an activation token on the Divine Tempest. That's pretty fucking powerful, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's, you know, their weapons, one-inch range, PAL-4, which is great um, for a melee weapon. Um, mm -hmm. and then you can spike to reposition the model hit, um, uh, and you lose cipher cards on that model unit. Yes. Or unit didn't say just as a unit, um, which is really good, but they're super fast. Defense is pretty decent. It's a four. It's not a three. Matt's mm -hmm. a four. Uh, they can haul butt and they get where they need to go. Yeah. I think they're there's nothing super astounding about them, but their main job is to throw throw Fury Cyphers around and escort the Divine Tempest. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about this right now, is the attachment that comes that you can put with them. Um, yeah. Because I think you can put, was it the, Re the Relicon? Relicon. Relicon or whatever. Yeah, um, again, we don't know how to pronounce this. Privateer Press, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Yeah. Um, speed 7, you know, average stats, armor 4. Yeah. Um, base size is 40 millimeters. It's got two health. Um, when it's charged, um, you can channel fury through the model within 10 inches of this model mm -hmm. and immediately draw another cipher card. Yeah. That to me is awesome. 
That to me is like beyond belief. Really, really cool. I I like that a lot. And you can um, do that twice in a turn, technically, if you have the fear, <laughs> if you have the sure theories for it. Um. And then, uh, well, the model is charged. Uh, any friendly unit activates within ten inches. Uh, you can charge it up with an arc. Mm-hmm. Even better. It's almost like the March World's uh, Warder we talked about. Yep. Uh, and it does have slip displacer, so it can, you know, move, you know, once per activation, uh, three inches. Okay, yeah, oh, all right. Uh, its weapon, it it's kind of small, too. It's only range eight, power four. It does corrosion, but it's a spray weapon, and you know how I, I love spray weapons. I love, this is an acid flamethrower. It's got corrosion and spray, two of my favorite things to ever see on a gun. Yeah. So, is it, it's only range eight, yes, good. Because yeah, I, I wouldn't want to screw around with this thing otherwise. Yeah, I really like this attachment. I could see putting this attachment out almost every single time. Yeah, it only goes with the talons. So if you have the talons, you need to be using the Relicon. Yeah, because they work so well together. So good, so, so good. Yes. Um, now, the the next one, which is, this is interesting because it's uh, the Centurions. Um, yes. One big beefy guys with halberds. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. But they're only a two man squad, which is you know a little bit different. Not a problem. Yep. Um, speed five, mat five, rat three, defense two. Defense uh, two, armor four. They're basically like marauders. Yeah. They. I mean, they'll get hit, but they have an armor four, so it's not too bad. Yeah, and they're um, back in three health apiece, so you got six a blade of wounds right here. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've got a little bit of chunk to them. Um, they have the rights of vengeance, just like anything else. When a model is destroyed within 10 inches, they can spike to remove its activation token. Hey, love that. Um, and then they have self-sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're pretty much like a shield guard. Yeah. Is pretty much what that is. Um, the fusion halberds. Okay. Range two. Understandable. Pow five. And cleave. Pow five with cleave. (laughs) At that point, I don't care there's only two of them. Yes. Because they're going to do some damage. They go up against troops, they'll wipe out that unit, no problem. Yes. No problem whatsoever. Um, So, I mean, I I like them. They're cool looking, too. They're chunky boys. They are very cool. They look like bodyguards. They really do. Yeah. They they sell that immediately. And then uh, the Necrosphinx. The Neko Sphinx, yeah. So, tell me, how would you describe the Neko Sphinx in the the model? It is a big, angry robot cat. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it, it looks it looks almost like something out of like old school Transformers. Yeah, like it's got that metallic kind of a sleek look to it, and all. It's a gorgeous. I would honestly love to get the model just for the model. Yeah, but it it makes a fun counterpoint counterpart to the Raker. Yeah, I mean, like, so the attachment dog. Yeah, because I mean. It's just solo. Yeah. Um, it, deployment cost is only one, so it makes it really good. It is on a 50 millimeter base, so it's it's a big boy. It's uh, a chunk. Yeah. yeah. Um, has Pathfinder, Stealth, and Weapon Expert. Really good. Yes. Um, Shadow Phaser, which is really cool. It can spike, you know, to move anywhere within eight inches of its current location. Shadow Phaser is my favorite part about this model. Yeah. It, it's a it's a blink. Yes. He will be wherever you your opponent doesn't want him to be. Correct. Um, and then, uh, Void Spiral, 
Uh, when he's hit with an enemy attack while charged, um, he gets to reposition two inches. Eh, right. Protects himself pretty well. So it's, it's like if Justicar Voss was a robot cat, and I can't <laughs> believe I just said that sentence. <laughs> um, weapons, I really like phase pounce. Phase yes. pounce is stupid fun. Range 10, PAL 4, um, has gourd, so when it destroys an enemy model, uh, it removes one damage. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it attacks with weapon, before the attack resolve, you can re- reposition the model within two inches of the model hit. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Oh, you think you've got yourself protected over there, and nope, I'm phase pouncing and striking around and moving around. Yes. I can spike to move eight, I can pounce to move ten, or twelve, technically, if you want to put them on the far side. Yeah, depending on uh, yeah, depending on depending on the base of the size of the model that you're attacking. Yeah. My, my favorite part about this, though, is the implication that this thing can jump 20 inches. Yeah. Because it's, 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 narratively, it's a melee attack. With range 10, you don't have to use phase strike. So I don't know what the scale is to the game, but theoretically, this thing could, phase, could pounce forward 10 inches, bite the crap out of something, and then phase right back and be where it was. Um, and then it's got its claws. You know, yep. one-inch range, pal four. Good. Um, and it can remove, you know, it has gorge on that too. It just heals itself. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good solid thing. Um, what was the other, there was one more, uh, thing in there that I forgot to put in this. Um, not the divine tempest. That's it should be the only thing left for the, uh, the cadre. Was it the divine tempest? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a smaller cadre, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a small one. Um, so the Divine Tempest, um, I've actually painted one of these up and I gave it to my friend Mizzy. Uh, she's, uh, I used a uh, Turbo Dork's um, metallic red paint. I don't know if anybody's seen that. I think I posted it up on the Warcaster page mm. and I painted it up for it. It was kind of like a little gift. Uh, this model, I love to death. It's cool as shit looking. Yeah. But it is, it's a badass model. Yes. Uh, speed and, six. Yeah. But before we get into the stats, if you are facing an Eternus Continuum player and they put this on the field, just start screaming. <laughs> you will save time for yourself later. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's it's a weird model because it's yes. very unique. Um, besides look, the stats-wise, I mean, it's Speed 6, Mat 5, Armor 5, Focus 5. Yeah. Not one of those numbers makes sense, and I love it. Yeah, I'm like, six, five, five. I mean, rat you don't care about. Defense, yeah, it's a three, which is very common with you know, yeah. AC. Uh, cost two to bring out, so it's not too expensive, uh, but it's got four health. Yes, armor five, four health. You heard that correctly. Yeah. Um, ignores um, rough terrain when making range attacks. Ignores stealth, and it's a weapon expert, so it uses all of its weapons. Yeah. Uh, arc relay of 12, which is really good um, for, you know, AC. Um, it gains plus two defense against melee attacks from warriors. Even cooler because mm-hmm. this is a scary bitch. Um, the interesting part is the rights of sorrow. Yeah. This is where the kicker is, is and you have to be very careful. Um, when you deploy it, it must be placed within five inches of a friendly ta- talent model. And at the end of the smallest activation, it destroys one of those friendly models. <laughs> or it destroys itself. Or itself. Mm, I think I would rather destroy a Talon <laughs> than this model. 
Yeah. So when you're done screaming, just start shooting talons. Yes. Um, you got to get rid of what has to happen because I don't know the fluff on this model, but if I was a talon, I would run too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, who let the divine tempest out? Um, let's talk about the weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. Weapons are pretty good. Whispers of Annihilation, uh, range to 12, pal 4, really good. Um, the really cool part is you don't care if they kill a Talon because you got cyto, uh, Psychoclasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you destroy an enemy model with an attack with this weapon, the model can spike to replace the destroyed model with a smaller BDM-based solo from your reserves. Yes. Really, really cool. So I took three Marauders for exactly this purpose. <laughs> I, I want this team to just run around and just poof Marauders into being. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's, to me, that's, a, it is so unique and such, like I said, this is the army that, you know, best way, they fuck around and find out a lot. Yeah. Um, they got the two, which I think is hilarious to the name, uh, Keys of Hell and Death. Um, in case we were too subtle with the whispers of annihilation, here's the keys of hell and death. Yeah. Um, energy weapon range two, pal five, great stats on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, has high intensity. I like, love high intensity. Yeah. Two power dice per one arc. Yes, please. And then it, it can charge itself, uh, after the attack resolved, if it's not already charged. So you're like, okay, let's spike, go in, kill, charge back up again. Yep. Uh, one, I, I really love this model. This model is so cool. And the ability for this thing to do what it does, this package is the reason why I took two of them. Yes, I completely agree with you on that. You're still a lunatic, but I, I agree know. with you. I'll, I'll agree with that. This model this model is like if you put an immortal weaver and a heavy warjack into a transporter accident. This is what you would get out. Yeah. Um, so I took two more troop units. And, okay, we're going to go to squads. Yeah, for the squads. Let's go to squads next. Cool, because um, the squads are weird. Yeah. I, I looked at other stuff because I'm like, okay, I need more squads, more troops to do stuff. And I was looking at all the squads. And I'm not really impressed with a lot of the squads. Um, they're base squads. So um, I was looking at it, I was like, you know what? I think the ones I'm going to take, I'm going to take double of them, is Raiders. Raiders, yep. Um, one, speed six, average that low two armor that AC is known for. A um, yep. little bit higher cost. They're cost two. Not bad still. Um, they can take a raker or a quartermaster. And let's talk about the raker real quick. I love the raker. It's the goodest boy. <laughs> um, it, it's got decent stats. Fours, rat two. Um, it can go with any of the vassal raiders, reavers, and witch hunters. Yep. Uh, it's going to look out of place, though, because it's a 50 millimeter base. Correct. It's like, you know, you walking around with a dragon. <laughs> Pretty thing. much. Um, it gains stealth if it's uh, charged. Uh, it can phase shift, and it has a spotlight, so it gets rid of stealth within 10 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, mandibles are not bad. It does have lockdown, which is a really cool effect, and it's range one, pal four. Yeah. Um. I don't see myself bringing this with uh, my vassals um, because vassal raiders for the simple fact that they're range weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so their special abilities, of course, they have mimic coke and phase sequencer, um, but their spiker is range fourteen, pow four. 
you want to reach out and touch somebody, they can. Yes. 20-inch yes, threat on that? Yes, please. Honestly, I would still bring the Raker just because I tend to get my models into combat whether I want to or not. It's like a reflex <laughs> for me. And just the, the Raker's just a nice beat stick to pair up there. I mean, he's armor four. The rest of the squad's armor two. Like, every time I fielded him, he has outlived the squad he's with. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't because I would use them as a hit-and-run squad. Yeah. Run where I need to, shoot. Um, another thing that is kind of cool is, you know, you're going to see this throughout the entire army. You spike and they cause corrosion. Yes. The AC has so many ways to cause corrosion and ice. I absolutely love it because armor is a big deal in this game. Yes. Especially when you've got someone like Gonzo running around with mortaring stars with two shields and armor, what, six? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, this is, this is a, this is a, um, I model in a unit that you were like, oh, your armor six, spike. Yeah. Let's do the math again. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, it, it kind of gets them going with it. Exactly. Um, and so I only took vast, two Vassal Raider units uh, as good hit and run, and they can you know reach out and touch somebody pretty much anywhere on the table. Yeah. So I actually took the same thing. I took exactly the same thing, two units of Vassal Raiders. I like the Vassal Witch Hunters, put it this way. I've got a unit of them. The models are cool. Their little rifles are really cool. The problem is their movement, what, four, I think? Let me get them pulled up and all that before I start talking out about the outside of my face. Yeah, speed four, and then yeah. threes and twos. So th they're speed four. They're otherwise the exact same as the Raiders. Their gun is the same POW, but two inches less range, and it's got the Malefactor on it. So if you hit them, Cypher cars expire. Yeah, That's a really situ situational thing compared to I inflict corrosion on you, which breaks everybody. Yes. So I think if I had to choose between the two, and obviously I do because we're making lists, I'm going to give it to the Raiders most every time. Yep. Um, did you choose any other troops? I did not. I just took those two, but I did pair them up. Once we get talking solos, I paired each one up with a Vassal Boss because, my God. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Vassal Boss. Let's do that because this is a fun part of the conversation. This right here, when I was reading everything and putting together and getting your stuff, I was like, Vassal Boss. Yes, yes, hell yes, hell 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 yes. Um, okay, I can see why I would take two of these because I did take two of them. Yes, Gonzo saw the Vassal Boss and is now signed up for the AC as a Vassal Boss himself. Yes, you may now refer to him as Vassal Boss Gonzo. <laughs> Vassal Boss Gonzo. Um, so I mean, basic stats: um, speed six, uh, rat four, everything else is threes. Yep. Uh, two health, nice. Um, he automatically comes with stealth. And he's a weapon expert. Um, and then the special rules. This is where I was like, hell yes. Yeah. Um, Battle Commander. While within 10 inches of this model, friendly squads gain sidestep special rule. Sidestep lets them move an inch, you know, after the attack is resolved. Very yeah. fun. Anything that you can give some a, a unit for free, I'm all for it. Yes. And one inch, yes, can change a game. But, you know, that's just something you have to do. Um Another thing, command interface. You know how I love to get rid of activation tokens. Yeah, this model is basically a paladin commander for vassals. Correct. Um, and then my favorite, I love this ability, is the phase sequencer. You can just spike to move through a building. Yep. Other models, doesn't care. He's like, uh, screw you. I yeah. see you on the other side of the building. I'm now going to go ahead and hit you. That's usually, when I explain to people this is the shenanigans faction and they say, what do you mean? That's what I point to. Like, these squads right here, they can walk through walls. 
Yes. It doesn't help you when you're getting shot full of bullets, but when it comes to navigating terrain, it's amazing. Correct. Uh, I like that. It's just such a such a douchey thing to do. Yeah. Um, that's the best way to put it, too. Um, <laughs> two heavy submachine guns, uh, range yep. 10, PAL 3, so kind of on the low side, but it has armor piercing and ignores line of sight and cover when attacking. Yep. When it's charged. I'm like, okay, don't care about your cover. You're on the other side of a building, and I can see you. Sure. And, you know, armor piercing. Anything you can do to drop armor down by one is well worth it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took two of them. Yes, I took two of them as well just to pair up with the Raider squad. Yeah. Um, I also took two grafters. How many grafters did you take? I did not take any grafters, which breaks oh. my heart a bit because I adore that model so much. <laughs> I love that model. But every time I brought him, this is just a John thing. Every time I brought him, he's done very little and he's died. And that's just dice rolls. Yeah, I mean, he is an average. He's a speed five, you know, threes on everything. But you want to keep this guy so close to your army. He yes. is going to be packed in because of his special rules. I mean, Adrenalizer is great. While you're within five inches, you gain plus one armor and no continuous effects. Uh, mm-hmm. And any continuous effects that are on him immediately expire, which is really good. It's you great against have... someone like me who likes to set everything on fire. Correct. Uh, so, But, I mean, he has to stay close to those warrior models. Five inches is, you know. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but I mean, it's not super close. He's going to um, be in the business, yeah. Uh, he can repair friendly models, really good, because uh, you roll three dice and each strike, of course, doesn't. Uh, what I really like is a resurrection protocol. Target a, a unit within ten inches and can spike to return up to two destroyed non-attached models. Yeah. So I could see this guy walking around next to the Divine Tempest going, quit killing my friends, quit killing my friends, quit killing my friends. Exactly. Him bringing back Talons would be boss level. Yes. And there's also, there's a Cypher card we'll talk about later on that lets you sacrifice a Grunt to bring out a Solo. And this is a great dude to just patch that hole right back up. Yeah. Um, His melee weapon, non-existent. It's a bone saw, range three power, range one, power three. Yeah. Uh, If he's in a fight, you're not using him right. Or you're desperate. Also possible. Okay. Um, but the resurrection protocol, the repair and the adrenalizer to me is a must have, uh, yes. especially since AC has low armor to begin with. Yeah. That armor too. You will learn to hate blast weapons. Yes. Um, did you take any, uh, wild cards in yours? Did I take wild cards. I took, uh, Before I didn't take any of the true wild cards. I took some of the double factioners. So I took Harlan sec, which I think we talked about on one of the previous shows. Yep. He is just a, a giant basket of nonsense. Um, I took Baron Morgrave because I love I love both the models, actually. I have a tough time picking, picking which one's my favorite. He's just this incredibly dapper individual with gorgeous hair and a sword that eats people. Uh, did you buy the special edition one at uh, Adepticon? I did. He'll actually be in one of the battle reports coming up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the vampire version. I did, too. He's on my table waiting to be painted. Oh, it's nuts. I love that. Yeah. Um, the, I did not take any one of those, but I did take Axel for Hire. Just because he's balls good and he provides good range support. He's really never a bad choice. No. He's not. Um, but then, of course, I had to take two of the coolest solos I've ever seen model-wise in a game. And I think I took the same ones. Yeah. Uh, the Herathus Raxus? Raxus, yep. Yep. Um, I love this model, the look of it. It's just like, I am superior to you. Bow down. Okay, now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, uh, he it, has he has no face and still looks smug. Yeah, 
It, it just looks great. Um, stat wise, speed five, uh, defense two. You know, which is kind of thing, but is a focus four, armor four, rat four, and mat three. Yeah. Um, three health. The good thing is, it's only one deploy. It's only one deployment cost. Um, True. Has Pathfinder. Great. It should way it floats around the board. Uh, <laughs> it is a arc relay of thirteen, which is really really good, because you're going to want to keep this person back far away for the most part. Yeah. Um, if uh, the model is charged. Uh, friendly models within five inch of it gain cover, which to me is kind of that. Yes, he is going to be up there, but he's going to be behind cover himself. Right. He needs to go with buddies. Yeah. But he's going to have to hide so he doesn't get sniped out and just destroyed along the way. Yeah. And if you're thinking, wow, this model doesn't sound so bad, wait till we continue. Yeah. Um, and then you can have up to six cipher cards in your hand at any time. Even better. Yep. Um, Hand sizes up. Yep. Um, spike to use Thanotech. Um, direct when you can immediately return a cipher card in your discard part discard pile into your hand. I don't know how awesome that would be in any of my other games because I know I'd use a card at the beginning of it, or I used it last round and I need it this round. Mm-hmm. So walk up, spike. Crap! I really need that card. Get it at the end of the thing. Play this card. Yeah. Now there, there's a lot of different ways to use this. My favorite way to use it is to double tap Furies. So the, the opening cipher, cast a Fury through him, say instability equation, boom, nice blast. You discard it. On his turn, you pick it back up. Into the turn, you play it again. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good. I, I like this. I mean, one, it's a cool model. Two, it's got some good, you know, I'm going to mess with you. Yeah. Um, and then... One of my most favorite models, uh, Pantheon, the Whisper of Death. I love this model. Cool model yeah. to look at. Even better to play with, in my opinion. And when he says model, what he means is plural models. Models. Yes, because um, this guy does not have time to bleed or die. He's got too much killing to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, deployment cost of one. Great. Uh, Stat-wise, uh, speed six, mat five, rat four, defense and armor of three. Higher end on the, the start, but lower end on the bottom, like usual. Uh, mm-hmm. Three health. Um, of course, weapon expert, which is going to be. Um, and this is the first size of it. When this model is destroyed, you replace it with Wraith. We'll get to Wraith in a minute. Um, but you can immediately charge uh, Wraith Pantheon if this model was charged, which is really cool. Right. Um, while this model is charged, gain stealth, and it, of course, has Phase Stalker. Uh, so I can move three inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weapon-wise, heavy pistol, range eight, pal four. Yeah, okay. Uh, sword, which is cleave, uh, range two, pal five. You know, we love our fives. Uh, and cleave and siphon power. Yeah. Great. Please kill this guy. <laughs> Especially when he's really close to you. Yeah. Please so kill the- this guy. We- when it comes to wargaming, we like to say, like, you want to put your opponent in the position of making difficult choices. The difficult choice with this guy is, do I let him just run around as the dude, or do I kill him and make him worse? Yeah. <laughs> He's so much worse. Yeah. I, I, I would try. There was um, a while back, I used to, you know, do you want to take a free strike while I was playing Warcaster? And they were like, yeah, and I played Grimkin, and so I, it was always, you know, 
throw it on the card to, you know, get them to, you know, cause problems to himself. And this is a, a character that's like that. You're like, do you let him go around destroying everything he's around him because you don't want to bring out the Wraith? Or do you want to bring out the Wraith and then try to destroy the Wraith as quickly as possible? Mm-hmm. Because welcome to Halloween, folks. He comes back as a ghost. Yeah. Uh, has flight and stealth. Great. Um, Stat-wise, got a little bit better. Uh, armor is still three, but he's a speed eight, mat five, and double fours on rat and defense. Yeah. Um, he's incorporeal. <sighs> uh, he can move through models and structures, no problem. And he also gains pre- plus three armor against all things of ballistic, cold, corrosion, explosion, fire, and kinetic. He's basically armor six. Basically. I think energy is the one we're missing. Yeah. But good luck with that. Ghostbuster. I mean, that's what I call it. It's a <laughs> Ghostbuster problem. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If you thought he was annoying beforehand running around stealing your arc, now he's an armor six ghost. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, plus two defense against warrior models. Really good because you're in defense six then. Yep. Uh, can spike to use phase shifter. And after after advancing during activation while charged, it can make one melee attack against every model it moved through. I love yeah, that. He's got scything run like a freaking scythe does. Yeah. Love that. I love that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're bunched up. Here, let me fly across you. Boo. You want this. You want to put this guy into combat as soon as possible. You can take advantage of his death, of his match. Just, just lawnmower. Just turn him into a lawnmower. Yeah. Um, his melee weapon, death touch, range one, power four, does corrosion damage. Um, but it has gourd, so it can heal itself. Um, this one, like I said, this model is, you know, this is where you go to your friend. Do you fuck fuck around and find out? Or (laughs) do you just let me kill you with the the base guy? You you want this guy in melee with warriors, with squads, because then he's running death six, armor six, functionally, and he's just consuming them for health. I really, really like this guy. Plus, he is bonkers. Still a great, cool model. Oh, Um, yeah. One of the coolest models, you know. I mean, you get two models, but, I mean, you get a giant ghost and then a guy with a giant sword. Yep. (laughs) He he was right behind the dino rider in things that I noticed about that last Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, Did you take any vehicles this time? I took a scythe. Just a scythe. You didn't take the hero? I did not. I, I took the side with Heavy Displacer because that's the model I have, and I'm super fond of it. If you've been watching the Jericho Reach narrative series, you'll know I call him Sobek, and he's a psychopath. <laughs> and every time I put him into, into on the field, he does work. Uh, I took the hero. Yeah. Because, one, okay, I, I like this model. It's really cool. Uh, it's kind of chunky, but that huge size on the side is really good. Um. So I took this one, and the weapon I gave it was a heavy displacer. Yep. Uh, I like that. I like it because it's just a simple range 15, power 4, dislocator. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fly around, I hit you, I reposition you. I'll tell you, I added that on there specifically for race mode, and I've, I'm really pleased with it just in any application. <laughs> um, so stat-wise, speed 8, great. Matt Rat, defense and focus of four. Yes, you heard it. Focus of four. Defense three. Um, has flight. Uh, can arc relay up to 10 inches. So, I mean, 18 inches base threat on an arc. Yep. Um, it can spike to use face stalker. Cool. Uh, has a sizing run. So, I'm going to fly over you and slice everybody across. 
Um, while charged, of course, but I'm all for it. Uh, has a heavy fusion blade, uh, range two, pal five. Mm-hmm. Love our fives. But then the maneuvers come in. I love these maneuvers. Yeah, and this is where it starts to get a little nuts. Uh, evasive action, reroll defense rolls. Cool. Um, force engine, which I really love. Um, plus four speed, but suffers one point of damage. Okay. You have three. You have four health, so go down to three. But to do that and do a 12-inch scything run mm-hmm. is pretty legit. Um, then you got low flying, which is really good. You lose flight and scything run, but you gain power dice against uh, models without flight. Right. Really good for taking, you know, jacks and stuff like that out if you need to. Um, the Meditations of Annihilation, it immediately gets a charge if it's not charged. Uh, and then wing roll. Uh, mm. Pretty much when you get attacked, you can, you know, the model can be make an attacking, uh, attack targeting the model that was hissed. Really good. Um, it's got some ways that they can, you know, save itself, but also it's got some ways it can really screw with people. Yeah, he's just, he's a good all-rounder, especially for a vehicle. Yeah. Um, I, th- I only took one um, because I could see that this could be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> I mean, it is one vehicle and it is a hero, but uh, it's a lot of points um, and everything. It is three to come out, but it's not too bad. Yeah. But since it's a hero, you know, you got to be careful not to go balls along with it. It really is, and that's one of the things about vehicles just in general is you have to be careful about just the, the physical size of them, how much space they take up, being able to maneuver, do what you need to do. It can be tricky. Yeah. Um, so, Jax. The Jax, yeah. Um, what did you take? Because I took two of one thing, and I think you took one of the other. So I, I took one of each of the, the Light and the Heavy, Discursion Nemesis, and they're the same ones I use in the Jericho Reach reports because I've gotten to know them, and I just like them as kind of just general problem solvers. They don't tend to disappoint very often. So I'll start off with the Scourge, um, affectionately known as the Salsa Maker, <laughs> because this dude, there was a, a battle report a couple of episodes ago. He ended up fully charged, tuned up, and he was just, I mean, annihilating everything. Because part of the fun about the Scourge is it's one of the few uh, models that comes with an innate melee attack. Mm-hmm. So I kit mine out with a nailer and a rocket pod on the shoulders. So it's just a basic shooty gun and then a blast weapon on the shoulders. Give him the force rod on his arm so he can slam stuff back with the repulsor. He's got the mechanical claw, the big grab a claw on his other arm. And I give him the killer cortex. So it, it adds to relentless. Every time he kills someone in melee, he gets to take step. And he he can eat up ground. He can eat up units. You triple stack him. He gets plus one pow on his melee weapons for every arc he's charged with. Mm-hmm. He's disgusting. Yeah. In the best possible way, of course. Yep. Um, so mine, I took two ne- nemesis because I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> nemesis? Nemesis? Ne- nemesis. I don't know the plural of nemesis. Yeah. Nemesis. Nemesis. Uh, and Tell me about your Nemesi. So I really, okay, one, the model's really cool. I love the fins and all that stuff. God, like that. yes. Super, super good. Um, really good stats. Uh, besides defense and armor, kind of low, but it is a speed six. Um, four deployment cost and a health of five. So it's, it's healthy. Has mm-hmm. flight. 
And one of my favorite things of this entire model is Afterburner. Oh, oh. my God. Uh, you can spike uh, to use Afterburner, and your speed is tripled. Can't make any attacks, but to me, I don't think that's a problem for the simple fact that, oh, you're about to drop off that person into that zone, uh, but you can't be contested. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, there is a card that gives you plus two speed. Uh, that could be, you know, your speed eight then and triple that, you know, you're, you're across the board yeah. and being flight. You don't care where and who and what. Exactly. Um, I did make two versions. I took one of a more melee version and one of a more ranged version. Uh, so my first one is a beholder, which gives plus two range to all range weapons. Never a bad idea. No. And then I took two obliterator cannons. And there's a reason why. Uh, it's range 12, PAL 5, and has repulsor on it. So it slams models as soon as you hit them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of this model. I'm going to fly on top of this building. Oh, you've got a jack on top of that building. I'm going to hit it with a, an obliterator cannon, knock it off, let it take fall damage. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about air superiority. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. This thing is really good. I mean, not only do you get to do damage with the weapon, you get to do damage for the collateral, you know, the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the fall damage. Yeah, or the fall damage. I mean, so it's range 14, technically. Um, and then the other thing, I wanted to put some other stuff on there, but you just don't have enough points. So I took the Stinger Cannon. Um, okay. And the reason why I took the Stinger Cannon, is it's, it is only range 12 with the head uh, and PAL 3, but you get to reroll attack rolls with the weapon. Because that's target. Gotcha. So it's, it's a little bit extra. And that more is a, you know, take out trooper type stuff. Okay. Um, so it, it's kind of like the Starburst missiles, but without the blast. Correct. Um, but I like it because I like two obliterators. Those, they're just so good. <laughs> I mean, so, so good. Um, yeah. You, you, you might as well just bring a pool cue and just start pushing your, your opponent's models around. Yeah. Um, my other one was the Nemesis. Uh, and I took it with a ghost head. Gain stealth. A jack with stealth is great. Yes. Um, of course, two obliterators. <laughs> I can't get away from them. They're just so You're good. a bad person, Gonzo. Um, and this is my, my melee version, so I took them with two fusion scythes. Um, because this is the one that's going to fly up, hit, and, you know, attack, attack, and then blow you up. Yes. With the obliterator cannons. Um, so range two, pow four. Still good size. Um, it's, I, I've noticed that using the Nemesis, it's, it, it doesn't like fill the role like the ISA. Like this is a complete defensive Jack or this is a complete melee Jack. Right. These Jacks don't fill a role. They fill a job and the fusion scythe. Okay. I'm going to fly. I'm going to hit you. And then I'm going to blow up the things that I came even closer to. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I want two of them, and I'm going to put them in there. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll go and put this out there. The Nemesis does take some crap usually in when you, you're sitting around talking with your buddies because it is a heavy warjack yep. with Death 3, Arm 3. Correct. Which is not that beefy compared to something like the Sentinel that will not die when you're running around with Armor 5 or 6 and you can shrug off damage and all that. But it's so good at doing shenanigans it's amazing at it 
Like it is everywhere you don't want your, or it's everywhere your opponent doesn't want a warjack to be. You can put this thing. Um, before we get into the rack, uh, the defense pylon, their mantlet. Um, I actually like theirs. I mean, it's not bad. Defense one, armor four, one cost, two health. Um, Arcane Parasite, which is kind of neat. Um, when an enemy cipher targets model within three inches of it, um, you can charge your friendly unit within three inches of this model. Not bad. You basically steal the energy, I guess. Yeah. Um, and while within two inches, you've gained compound armor advantage. Not one of the best ones, but still isn't. Yeah, so the Arcane Parasite, and actually I'm going to use this to segue into our talk about uh, the Cypher cards. Yeah. Because it, it it's very, very cool, but very seldom, with the exception of Furies, which is roughly a quarter of your opponent's deck. With the exception of Furies, you're not going to run into a case often where you're, you'll be using this, or I haven't, rather. Yeah. Where I really want this unit to get shot by Furies so I can steal the energy. It's like, okay, they're all dead from instability equation, but uh, at least I'm charged now. It just, can't, it just feels kind of weird. And actually, so to segue in, I used most of the, the AC-specific cards when I built the rack here, but the one I did not use was Hallow Desecration. Yeah. It's a harmonic. You target a friendly unit, they get plus two armor against fury attacks, and you can charge them when they get hit by a fury attack. And that's the it's got the same kind of problem to it. Plus two armor for this army is amazing. However, there's, n there's just so few cases where I want them to be getting hit by a fury that I, I've never taken it. Um, so I'm, my rack is very similar to all my other racks with just pretty much the, you know, the, the AC versions in here, um, you know, removing tokens, be able to, you know, redeploy models, that type of stuff. There's, there's, there seems to be a set of cards that I'm always going to, to choose yes and we've done three episodes on armor building you guys know most of the generics by now yeah. uh and so there, there's the generics we're not gonna go over those um but i'm gonna go over the cypher ones that are you know faction specific yes. um Agronian vindication i think is how it is the geometrics yeah yeah, we're yeah. Start with those. yeah I'm, I'm just choosing i just chose the ones and brought them out the ones i took specifically yep. uh you target a friendly squad um, the ma you know, when one or more effective models are destroyed by an attack, immediately after the attack is resolved, the attacking model suffers one point of damage. Free damage is always great. Yes, especially against some of your high def, high armor stuff. You don't have to yes. worry about that. They just take a damage. Yeah. Um, I don't have to roll. I don't have to do anything. And it's a friendly squad. So if you're going to try wipe out the squad, whatever is trying to wipe it out is going to take a point of damage. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, I like it a lot. That's my favorite one. Did you take There's not one? much to not like about it. I haven't had a chance to really use it in a game yet, but I love the idea of it. Yeah. It, it's a good, all right, find out. Yep. Um, Annihilation Vortex. I like this. <laughs> Annihilation Vortex, yes. Uh, it is a Fury. It is only power three. Uh, you target any model in range. Uh, make an attack roll against the target model. If the attack hits... Immediately after the attack resolved, you can reposition the model anywhere within three inches. Always great to control your opponent's army. Yes. Whether they like it or not. Especially in a game like this where the, the objective range is only about an inch. You can easily move someone in or out of there, up and down, like off of a roof. Or my favorite, if they dare get too close to the edge of the board, you can just blip them out of existence. Yeah. 
That's just, I mean, it, it's just a really good one. Pal, yeah. kind of low, but that's AC. But the ability to mess with your opponent is really, really good. Yeah, it's basically the heavy displacer, but in a cipher. Yeah. Uh, and then recurrent apotheosis. Uh, <laughs> I like this. Target a friendly warrior model, replace target model with a solo from your reserve. The replace model is destroyed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to bring out my badass solos. Yeah, let's remind everyone that the Divine Tempest is a solo. <laughs> yes. I'm going to bring out some really good solos. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just a good way to, you know, bring out things quick and easy without having to pay for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to lose a troop, but that's the reason why you have the grafter. That's why you have the grafter. <clears throat> so you're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice this guy. Here's a divine tempest. Grafter brings him back. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was the only ones that I took that was AC specific. Did you take something else that was? There were two others that I took just to sort of round them out because the AC is kind of like the martial rolls. I like all their custom options except for the one I just talked about. So for the Furies, I also took a Atrophic Decomposer, which it's a PAL 2, but it inflicts corrosion. So just adding to the giant bag of BS that is corrosion. Mm-hmm. Let's you throw that out there. And Cankerbane. And Cankerbane is a really, in my opinion, is a really fun one. <laughs> You target your friendly unit. That's a unit, so it, basically anything you like. And it's melee attacks gain corrosion. And that's really the end of the conversation about that. It's just corrosion is so good in this game because your damage goes off of multiples of armor. Yeah. Every every number you can reduce that armor by makes your job so, so much easier. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about the AC is how easy that is for them and how they can arm most of their army with it and it can make your your silly little armor two vassal raiders terrifying because now they can just run up little fusion axes or whatever and just chew through stuff it's beautiful um so in summation of all of this that we've gone through one i like this army i like it because it's got you know the the shenanigans mm-hmm. uh, i love the models the models are really good it's one of my favorite factions to choose from uh, I'll probably steal my friend's army and just, you know, play it. Um, but it does have its weakness. It's very low armored, very easy to hit, but it has a lot of recursion if you play it correctly. Yes, it does punish you for making mistakes is uh, what I usually warn people about it. Yeah. So your troops can walk through walls. Great. But you have to get them to the wall and you have to make them survive once they're through it. Correct. So I mean, you've got to you've got to make sure you protect them using you know models that give cover, um, cards that give cover. You've just got to make sure that you protect them as they're coming around. And I'm going to go back to what you said at the start of this episode. Like I don't think there's any army where synergy is as important as it is for the AC. Yeah, because they have to they have to have it to survive. Yeah. Um, I really like this army. Um, I really love the models. Uh, I'm most likely going to buy this. I'll probably pick pick up a bunch at warfare weekend. Cause I know that they always do really good deals, um, on, uh, Warcaster, um, mm-hmm. at it and pick up whatever I can from there. Um, and then just buy whatever I need and be my second army. Um, cause I've already started thinking of paint schemes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how we get you. Um, but I dig this a lot. It would be my second army if you know, had the cash wise. Um, I'm sure we probably we, we may have missed like some super secret tech that I have no clue. Um, but I 
I like this a lot. It's, it's, it's fun. Most fun. After you get past the frustration of your first few games, you will really, really have a good time with this. Yeah. This one is not like a high skill cap. It's a high synergy cap. And the fact that you need to make sure you know, remind yourself, these guys can't really take a hit, but I can bring them back constantly if I'm smart. Yep. Keep the grafter around. Keep the vassal boss around. Um, keep Raxus where available. You know, just keep all of that. And then, you know, run up stuff that you don't care about to cause problems. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and kill my Whispers of Death. Please. <laughs> See what happens. Version. Yeah, you just got to make sure that, you know, whenever you do it, if, if you're going, if you're not, if you're playing against this model, you need to make sure that you can kill the Whisper then and what comes out immediately. Don't let it go through, you know, anything else. Yeah, you better have a plan. Yeah, and plan ahead to take it out. Um, I do have to agree with a lot of people. They said that, you know, their base troops really aren't that great, and they aren't, mm-hmm. um, but the Talons are. Yeah, and the, the Talons are. are, and the base troops, to be fair, do what they're supposed to. They're supposed to be cheap can fodder. They do a great job at it. Yeah. You can get them where your opponent doesn't want them, and you can use a lot of these tricks to either bring them back, make them tougher, trade them out for solos by surprise. It's just fun. Yeah. It's a fun army. It is. Um, I'd be kind of curious. Uh, says, um, I know we know that Privateer Press is kind of on a, I don't want to say a downturn of Warcaster right now, just as a, for the simple fact that they're getting War Machine up and running hardcore, 4th edition, or Mark IV, if you want to call it. Um, but I, uh, you know, we've got one more faction to go, and I don't know what they're going to do after that. But uh, well, maybe... we know monsters are coming, so we're going to have to do a monster episode at some point. Yeah, I might have to like maybe get like a private press employee to come on and talk about that stuff. Per chance, you know, they would do it. All I got to yeah. do is say please, and they're like, "Yes, Gonzo, <laughs> we'll do it." Um, but guys. Uh, that is our faction review. We are not done. Um, our next episode, we're going to talk about scenarios. We're just going to go down each scenario and you know say what we like, what we didn't like, what needs to be changed, because I do believe a few scenarios uh, need to be changed uh, because I don't think, and it's not anybody's fault, it's just a lot of people haven't played the scenarios as much as like a War Machine game because the game came out during the pandemic. Yeah. It's still and, a young game, and that's kind of cool in a yeah. certain way. If you really think about it, this game is, in play-wise, is only about a year old. Yeah. Because people really haven't been playing it until the last year or so. So there's, you know, there's not much, you know, things going on with it. And it is picking up, and we're seeing more and more people, uh, if you're on the Discords, or if you're, you know, on the Facebook group, more people are picking it up, more people are testing it out. Um, it's a lot cheaper than other alternatives. Um, <laughs> it is also a lot more dynamic in my opinion. It doesn't feel like any game that I, that I personally have played and I really enjoy that about it. It's yeah. small, but every, everything dies and everything recycles and it's right back on the field. It's a wild game. Yeah. Uh, one of my best, it is probably the only, I actually I could take that back. I will be bringing Grimkin to Warfare Weekend, but I definitely bring my ISA, um, because me and you have to get a game in at least once. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, even if we have to play after hours and I lock all the doors and kick everybody out. 
So if you were, but if you were coming to Warfare Weekend, bring some Warcaster. You can probably catch either one of us at any given time. Yeah, and we'll definitely have to throw down with you. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, come and hang out. Uh, if you're like someone that's like, hey, I don't have a lot of models, but I want to paint, we have a hobby room for people to do that, and it's a really cool hobby room. We got some really helpful people in there. Um, and if you want to get demos, and like you know, you're sitting there and you're like, hey, I've seen Warcaster, and you know, Jonathan's working on stuff. You ask him for a demo. He will more than welcome a good demo. I adore doing demos. It's one of my favorite things. And that was not sarcastic at all. I realized it sounded like it. <laughs> I actually enjoy, I do love that. Because um, we, we like people playing this game, and it's a lot of fun. Um, our, like I said, our next episode, we're going to talk about scenarios and go over each one of them. So it may be a little lengthy, but we're going to try to make sure we don't bog down on anything. Because yeah. um, I, I do know that I want to test some out and change a few because of what you have to do to get some of this stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the scenarios, in my opinion, are not very lively, and I think they need to be switched around and checked out. Yeah, so, yeah we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. Other than that, guys, we appreciate it. Uh, like I says, life, real life got in the way, and um, we had to push this back. I know that y'all look forward to it, and it's actually really cool that everybody was like, shit, where's my episode? <laughs> um, we appreciate you liking this. Uh, if you like other things, make sure you go check out uh, John's War Budgies. I mean, you, I didn't, shouldn't have to even say this. If you're listening to this, you know all about that. <laughs> so the Jericho Reach, we are putting out episode eight this weekend. So if you want to get in and help decide who wins, right now the marchers are leading the charge for the Reach, but the AC has is just one victory behind them. Nice. And we've only got three territories left to go. So get out there, play some games, send it in. There's instructions in the videos on how to get involved. It's been fun. We only got a few episodes left. Yeah, which I think is very unique. Uh, uh, people say, you know, content creators and they just make, you know, stuff like this or, you know, painting videos. You actually are involving the community, which I think is an amazing thing. There's a reason why you were on Privateer Press, you know, one of their um, Prime episodes because this you're, you, you do good things for the community. And it's not just, hey, look at me. You're like, hey, look at us doing cool <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's a fun game, and I want to share it with people. Yeah, um, Guys, if we don't see you at Warfare Weekend, uh, maybe we can see you at Depticon or, you know, whatever. But uh, if you need any advice or you want any questions or, you know, maybe you want to come on the show. We don't mind. We can – we'll have guests on here. Yep. You can come on and say, Gonzo, you were completely fucking wrong about AC. Let me tell you. And I'll be like, school me, buddy. School That's me. what I'm going to say the moment the camera's off, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we appreciate everything. Take care of yourself. Look after each other. And uh, we're out. Let's play that cool music. Yep. We'll see you next time.